Hello and welcome to another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report Conversations with Coaches. I am your host, Art Mosley, here today. Uh, we will travel down to Peachtree City, Georgia, to talk to our friend, Coach Chad Phillips. Coach Phillips appeared on the podcast last season. Uh, we we're happy to have him back this year. Coach Phillips, how are you doing today? Uh, wonderful. How about yourself? I cannot complain, Coach. I was going to jump right in it, Coach. You're, you, you're, we're into regular season practice mode. I know, I guess, or preseason, but uh, you, you guys are going through your, your uh, you got the, got the pads on and all that good stuff. But how do you spend your off season, Coach? Is there anything that you and your staff do to recoup and refresh? I tell you what, we get, we play a little bit of golf, but uh, our kids, of course, in the winter in January, we're hitting hard in the weight room. Uh, we do mat drills end of January all the way through the month of February. Uh, we're in the gym one morning, 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, one day a week. And then, of course, spring football after spring break. And we take the week of final exams off, uh, Memorial Day. And then we, we work out Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday in, in the morning at 7.30 a.m. to about 10 o'clock. And then uh, we have a passing league we participate in with Sandy Creek, Northgate, East Coway to Noonan, Pike County. Um, a lot of a lot of folks around us, and we do that every Wednesday morning, pretty much all summer long. So really, there's not much uh, there's not <laughs> not much downtown. Now, after lunch, we do coaches are able to get away and and uh, play a little golf and you know spend some time with our families a little bit. But I'll tell you that it's sports really evolved that there's not much downtime at all. Coach, your Panthers last season uh, went undefeated in a region play, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what were some of the keys to your success in 2018? Well, we replaced 17 starters from the year before and our quarterfinal team that lost to Rome. Of course, Rome was probably the best team in the state that year. And uh, we, uh, we, we took some lumps in our non-region part of our schedule. And we got beat bad at Sandy Creek, lost badly to Chapel Hill, uh, lost a heartbreaker to Northgate and of course won the opener against Mount Zion. So we're sitting one and three, but, uh, I tell you, it was good for our boys because we got to grow up in a hurry. And then when the region started, we, we, we didn't look so good against Jonesboro the first half, that first region game, and then really came out and just really started rolling. And I believe that gave them a little confidence and we played well. And then we actually played our best game of the season, probably against Griffin the next week and beat them handedly. And that kind of got us rolling through our region slate and, and then got to the playoffs and had just a, a horrible injury situation and, and just couldn't overcome it. And, uh, the good thing is we got those 17 guys we replaced the year before. We got 17 back this year with a lot of game experience. Coach, what are you looking for, forward to most this upcoming season? Just to see how much, uh, this experience will pay off. We got a little bit more depth than we've had in the past at most positions. And our, our, our juniors that have been a part of a lot of good football that, you know, have, have been a part of three region championship teams are now seniors and got a chance to win four region titles in a row. And a lot of them have grown and really physically and mentally developed and understand what we do, our system offensively and defensively extremely well. And we're able to do a lot of stuff with our quarterbacks. He's such a seasoned player. And so just to see them, you know, see the three years that we spent with this senior class, see that kind of paying off a little bit. Coach, you mentioned the uh, the amount of players you have returning uh, with the game experience and, and the experience of being a part of uh, uh, several great teams 
But uh, what what are some of the challenges or, or maybe the biggest challenge that you and your staff face uh, coming into this season? Well, the, the number one thing I think we battle is, is, is a little bit of complacency. You know, a, a lot of people expect us to be pretty good. And, and you know, we've got – at Stars Mill, you, you really don't have a bunch of, you know, two, three-star athletes. You got some kids are getting recruited a little bit. So we've really got to – we got to really – kind of push the envelope we really got to work hard we got to do those mat drills we got to hit the weight room and see some improvements and we got to do all the little things right all year round to put us in position you know to be successful and uh this class like i say has been part of a lot of success and the junior class as well and you just got to keep pushing it you got to keep pushing them and you got to keep moving and you know sitting still on the tracks you're getting run over as you know mm-hmm. so that's the main thing that we battle is that is you from a coach standpoint as well. I mean, we can take nothing for granted. We got to earn it every day. Coach, I think at least most people in the region know about uh, Kalen Sims, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about just one player, but uh, who out, and, and you can tell us what makes, makes Kalen great. And also who are some of the other names uh, on that team, offense and defense uh, this season that, uh, that are, that you expect or that uh, uh, your staff expects to play some big minutes for you. Well, Kalen obviously is a very elusive, very quick Isaiah McKenzie type player that played at Georgia a few years ago. He, he's not very big, but he's hard to bring down. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to have another good season. You know, he he's has constant hamstring issues and uh, had a little bit of that this spring. And, and coming off that broken bone in his foot in the playoffs, he was not able to run track. So we're still battling a little bit of uh, some issues with him getting him healthy, but he's looked better and better each day at practice. So we're, we're fired up at that. Uh, offensively, our quarterback, Hunter Lawson, uh, two-year starter at quarterback, really excited. He has an offer from Jacksonville University. Uh, gotten a lot lot bigger, a lot taller, a um, lot stronger. He's throwing his, his, his range is a lot better. So we're excited about him. We got a, a sophomore receiver is going to be a really good player, Malachi Townsend. And then Ben Bodney was our one of our linebackers last year. He's now our fullback and just extremely smart, fast kid. And then our, our wing, our, what we call our Z, is Carson Kalen, another returning starter from last year. He's, that position has got to be a really good blocker. He, uh, he he fits the bill. And then offense, our offensive line, you know, all five starters are back. So led by center Jeff Tiller. Uh, really excited about those guys. Uh, defensively, Two real good half-field players, two safeties that have a lot of game experience that are very good players. They're going to they're gonna help cover up any mistakes in front of them. Cole Bishop and Wes Haney, both of them all-region players, uh, all-county guys, just competitors, good boys. Um, and our linebackers, uh, for the most part, are, are back. V. Holcomb, um, Ardett Hody, who played offense last year, has gone to defense. One of our outside linebackers, uh, excited about him. And then Nathan Kearns is back off a collarbone injury from last year at corner. And Jonathan Heigl, who was one of our outstanding JV players last year, is at the other corner. And then our D linemen are Big Dalton Coast. We've got a big 300-pound 6'6 guy that plays our three technique that we're really excited about will be a junior. He's getting a lot of looks because of his size. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Molina plays our two technique. And then uh, we've got three ends that can play Jack Barzak, uh, Micaiah Shaber, and Barrett Smuttlecoffer, our defense coordinator, uh, Coach Smuttlecoffer's son. 
is in the 10th grade. And tell you that defensively, we're going to be about as big as we've been in a while. So we're excited about those guys. And, and actually one of the, one of the big things that I have mentioned is we lost an all-state kicker in Michael Lance, who is at the University of Minnesota now. And we, we actually got two soccer players that come out and just real pleased with their progress. Neither one of them had ever kicked a football before. Christian Casilio and Connor Markey have, uh, are going to be a really handle lot of kicking duties. We were extremely concerned about our kicking situation and, they're going to be able to take that, and they're going to be outstanding. We're, we're kind of excited about seeing them perform. And our punter is uh, is uh, Gavin Necessary, I'm sorry. And, and Gavin is a left-footed kid who's got a big leg. So we, we feel pretty fortunate right now. We've got a lot of returners coming back, and special team guys are pretty solid. So we're looking forward to the season. Coach, you might have stolen my thunder with, uh, on, on this next question when you mentioned your your two uh, two new kickers. But is there anyone that could be headed for a big season for you guys, and and maybe names that that uh, the uh, folks around Stars Mill weren't familiar with last season? Um, the, the, the safeties, Wes Haney and Cole Bishop. Um, neither one of them were on play safety last year, but they're they're very active in run support and pass coverage, and they've got to know a lot of. They got to check us different coverages based on formations and just smart kids, competitors, real excited about them. Uh, and then, of course, Ben Bondi, I mentioned him earlier, but he's moved from defense to offense, hasn't really played a whole lot of offense. And he's going to be, he's going to be a typical Stars Mill wing T fullback that can do a lot of, a lot of things well, can run the ball, can run the tracks, is a great blocker and catches the ball great out of the backfield. And, so he's he's somebody you really didn't hear much of last year that you're going to hear his name mentioned quite a bit. And then we've got a a little uh, sophomore uh, halfback that backs up Kalen Sims, Brandon Mathis, who is uh, starting to really come on. And, and we're really going to be able to, to use him to, to get Kalen out of the game a little bit. Kalen can't sit there and run the ball 25 times a game. So we're going to try to share the, the load with the two of them. And looking forward to see Brandon play on Friday. Coach, let's talk about some of your players who were high performers off the field, maybe in the classroom or the community. Who are some of those guys around Stars Mill? Well, I'll tell you this. We have a, a mentor uh, program and that we uh, – basically the kids that are involved with our youth football program, they uh, they have a big brother that's on the team. So our, our varsity players adopt a little brother, and they go to watch them practice when they can. They go to their games on Saturdays. They they talk about discipline with them and handling adversity in a positive way and about making investment and making a commitment to a team. And we, most of our players are involved in this program. And the funny thing is we started this 10 years ago. Almost all of our guys now that are playing in high school were all little brothers when they were playing rec league wow. football. So it's kind of neat that it's come full circle that they, they had a, you know, a mentor and now they're, they're the mentor. So it's kind of neat that, and that program is one of the better things that we do. Coach, when you have players in that program, is it is it something where a, a guy like uh, Kalen Sims will a, adopt a little brother um, for one year and then maybe next year he has a different one, or they stay with the same same uh, young men as at, at uh, all the, throughout the their their career at Stars Mill? Well, a lot of them, a lot of the little brothers and the families will request the same brother. Okay, and then some of them won't. You know, some of them will like. 
a lot of times a kid, the seniors will graduate and they'll have to get another brother. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of times they request the same guys and it's, it's just a super program. And it, it's really funny to hear our current players will tell me, Hey, you know, Adam Holly or Zach Lasky was my big brother. You know, some of the guys that we coached and had a lot of success with, and that's kind of neat to, to hear it again, go full circle. Coach, let, tell us about your region this season. If I'm kind of looking at things, I'm still in, and you know, I'm I'm a pundit uh, when it comes to this, but it it's I'm, I'm looking at this region. I'm saying, oh, it's I'm you know, I, I still see Stars Mill at the top. But as a coach, what do you? How do you look at your region and any insights on uh, on on some of the teams that uh, that you guys face this season? Well, the best athletes in the region by far are at Griffin, and Griffin has a completely new coaching staff. And I'm sure they're going in very optimistic and feeling like they're going to get Griffin back, you know, kind of enjoying the success they've had here in the last five years. And But, you know, that's the – to me, that's the most athletic, dangerous school. You know, good good thing for us, we play them at home this year. And and then Jonesboro has much improved. Coach Floyd and that crowd, they do a great job. I've seen them in a couple summer things, and they got several recruitable kids. And Coach Hackney at Riverdale, same way. They – uh they do a good job coaching those guys up and they're very athletic. They're fast. They're elusive. They're game breakers. And, you know, a typical team that would give us problems is we'll play great, you know, nine plays and the 10th play, they'll go 80 yards on mm-hmm. us. They can outrun us. And so, you know, Griffin, Riverdale, Jonesboro, dangerous. And then anytime you play the Fayette schools, you know, Fayette, Whitewater, McIntosh, you can about throw the records out of the window that, you know, it's such a competitive rivalry with all three of them that, you know, We'd like to think that, you know, we kind of got a little momentum over the three of them right now. But, you know, like I say, who who knows what's going to happen when you play them. You know, Fayette's got a whole new coaching staff as well. So uh, we'll we'll see. You know, it's I expect it to be pretty competitive as always. Once again, we're on the phone with Coach Chad Phillips, the head coach of the Stars Mill Panthers. Coach, just a couple more questions for you today. Uh, as you – get the new rules changes or in the off season, see those new rules changes kind of, I know you're looking over, you're probably looking over them trying to figure out, Hey, how do we have to adjust here or there? Mm-hmm. But if there was one rule change, you could, you, you could request in the game. What would it be? I have been a huge proponent of Georgia high schools going to the NCAA rules. I just think there's too many little intricate details that are different. The fans get on backwards. We got coaches on our, staff that gets some of these things backwards you got officials that watch sec football all day long on saturday and there's just some some little bitty details about the games that are just different that it would be so convenient if we could just have the same rules Mm. and you know it's easier to me for fans and kids and coaches and officials to watch college football you know we're in the south and college football is king Mm -hmm. And being able to see the same rules being applied the same way, you know, on a Friday night and not have these little, you know, little changes that are different. So I've, every year when I fill out the surveys, I say, look, you know, let's, can we not go to NCAA rules? (laughs) The problem with that is the National Federation is kind of the governing body Mm -hmm. and the National Federation is located somewhere in the Midwest, uh, Indiana, I believe. And, you know, they're, they're kind of, governing the whole country based on Midwest participation and the quality of the game. And as you know, that, you know, to me, the 
the best country or best state in the country for high school football the state of georgia you got tremendous coaching you got year-round investment you got players just you know players everywhere and it seems to be getting a little bit more competitive and a little better each year so you know why not go ahead and adopt the ncaa rules the state of texas and i think california are the only two states in the union that play by ncaa rules you know why not georgia that's always been my opinion of it uh, you're not going to find any argument here, Coach, talking about the best high school uh, being played in this state. And uh, certainly, like you said, it probably make a lot of things less confusing, uh, at least in the stands, uh, for, for fans on Friday nights. Right, right. Wrap, wrapping it up here with Coach Chad Phillips, one more question for you, Coach. What message would you like to give the fans of Peachtree City and uh, or I, I say the Peachtree City community and the fans of Stars Mill, what message would you send to them about this year's team? Well, I mean, one thing you can always count on, the, the, the boys are going to play very aggressive. They have high expectations. They're going to be a very, a very physical team, and they're going to lay it on the line. every For 48 minutes, they're going to give everybody in the, that's supporting us and rooting for us. And those 11 guys on the field are going to just lay it out there and give it their all. And that's really, bottom line, that's all as a coaching staff, that's all we can ask for are a bunch of kids that are going to go out there and give it everything they got. Sometimes it'll be enough. Sometimes, you know, they probably won't. But uh, we know they're going to give maximal effort to us. And that's what they're going to do to anybody that's coming out and watching us play. Coach Phillips, as always, thank you for your time. You guys get your season kicked off at home on August 30th. Uh, that's, that'll be your first game of the season. You guys host Mount Zion Jonesboro. We, yes, cert- we certainly wish you the best of luck this season. And as always, thanks for coming on and being part of the podcast. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Thanks again to Coach Chad Phillips, the head coach of the Stars Mill Panthers. The Panthers play in Class 5, Region 3. They are the defending champs in Region 3. As we mentioned before, they'll get their season kicked off on August 30th as they host Mount Zion Jonesboro. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D. F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N dot com or on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N RPT If you like what you're hearing make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter Make it a great day everybody